Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. Congratulations to Twig. Twig knew that South Park was the cartoon series that is based in Colorado. Twig's name will now go into our draw barrel. We don't really have a draw barrel. But uh, they will be uh, announcing another lucky listener next Monday. We've got four trips to Denver to give away, flying to Denver with WestJet. Well, last week we had council reaffirming that they wanted to move forward with this Olympic bid process. They didn't want to take the off-ramp. Today we got a few more details on exactly how they're going to include you and me and even Aurelio Perry in this discussion. Aurelio, thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, Heather, Angela. Uh, what did council end up deciding? Because I think a big concern for Calgarians has been, when do we get our say on whether we want the Olympics? Uh, basically, what's being, being approved is that they've approved the public engagement plan uh, what they were talking about two weeks ago at committee, which got roundly criticized because many felt it was uh, a process that seemed like you were going to sell Calgarian. This is why you need the Olympics. So this has been tweaked to be more, uh, I guess, non-biased, uh, more neutral is the phrase used, uh, neutrality in this engagement that the facts will be presented and people will make the decision on themselves. And councils also approved in principle holding a plebiscite. Now, that plebiscite, uh, we've heard from the uh, city returning officer that that process takes at least six months. So the earliest that could happen would be, you know, in October. So we're looking between a process of October to the end of the year that a plebiscite is held. Aurelio, would that timing still work fine then when it comes to mm, council ultimately saying, do we go further? Because I, I start to confuse myself with the, the deadlines. When do we have to have a, an Olympic bid in? Well, that you, that you don't need until early next year. Okay. Um, there is another jumping off point in June when you find out what the IOC's host contract is, what the IOC expects of a host city. And in October, the IOC will uh, talk to a bunch of cities and say, you can bid, you can bid, you can bid. <laughs> that comes in October as well. So you can still hold this plebiscite. The only way you don't do a plebiscite would be if in June, a bunch of council members, like the vote was, what was it, nine to six? Mm -hmm. If it turns around that you get two no votes out of that nine positive, that could kill the entire process. And why would you hold a plebiscite on the Olympics? if you've uh, killed the process in June. June, as you say, is another potential jumping off point as far as jumping off the bandwagon. So what will we learn in June? Will we get more, will the councillors rather get more details as far as finances? What would they even base their decision on in June? Um, I think June, you're going to get that IOC host contract. They could have a bit more in the way of updated figures. Mm. I really, I really don't understand how they can have any more concrete numbers when this bid corporation hasn't even been set up yet. So that's concerning that I, you know, June's talked about here. I don't understand how they're going to have concrete numbers in June. I know you'll have the IOC numbers, but I really don't see how they can have concrete numbers on what it would cost the city of Calgary without this bid co being set up. 
Aurelio, now I'm worried if you're not even sure because you've been following the closest of all of us. <laughs> well, it's been like today was just excruciating, like more than three and a half hours on this engagement and plebiscite thing that the city manager finally got up and ringed them all out for, you know, they were trying to dump some stuff onto administration. And he's saying, look, you're setting up this committee to oversee the process send it to this committee. So he got frustrated about how long this thing was taking today. George Chahal got up today and said, the other thing is this plebiscite isn't binding, right? They, mm-hmm. they can ignore it like they did with uh, fluoride. Mm-hmm. We've had a plebiscite and then Drew Fell presented the thing and got uh, fluoride uh, turfed, even though a plebiscite said people wanted it. So George Chahal said, if it's not binding, hey, how about getting kids 14 and older have a vote in schools. Let's, how can we direct the process for that to happen? So that got into the mix a bit. That defe- was defeated because they said, well, schools can do this on their own, but let's leave a plebiscite to, you know, the electors, people that are 18 and older. Then you got Joe Maglioka coming up and saying, well, the plebiscite should only be taxpayers. And then, you know, <laughs> people are saying, well, you know, renters pay property tax too with their rent. I can see why it can be very frustrating. Actually, I'm I'm okay with the 14-year-old because they're going to be paying off the debts that's going to be incurred (laughs) if there is any. Aurelio, thanks for trying to keep track of it for us. No problem. You're welcome. Aurelio Perry joining us today. It is 517.